the tear. The tear, yeah. The bonus. But I was so. All you hear Donald Trump and all of them talking about the fear. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. Uh, we're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities. Um, we've been home. We've been shot. It's amazing. Why we keep loving this country, and this country does not love us back. And it's just—it's really so sad. We got to do better, uh, but we got to demand better. Like we got—you know—it's—it's it's funny. We protest, and they send riot guards, right? Uh, they send people with riot outfits. They go up to Michigan with guns. And they're spitting on cops, and nothing happens. The training has to change in the police force. The unions have to be taken down in the police force. I believe in good cops. We're not trying to defund the police and take all their money away. We're trying to get them to protect us, just like they protect everybody else. We're the ones having to talk every to every black child. What white father has to give his son a talk about being careful if you get pulled over? It's, it's just ridiculous. And it just keeps getting, it keeps going. Uh, there's no charges. Breonna Taylor, no charges, nothing. All we're asking is you live up to the Constitution. That's all we're asking for everybody, for everyone. And when you say the name Jacob Blake, make sure you say father, make sure you say cousin, make sure you say son, make sure you say uncle, but most importantly, make sure you say human. Human life, his life matters. So many people have reached out to me telling me they're sorry that this happened to my family. Well, don't be sorry, because this has been happening to my family for a long time. Longer than I can account for. It happened to Emmett Till. Emmett Till is my family. Philando, Mike Brown, Sandra. This has been happening to my family. And I've shared tears for every single one of these people that it's happened to. This is nothing new. I'm not sad. I'm not sorry. I'm angry. And I'm tired. I haven't cried one time. I stopped crying years ago. I am numb. I have been watching police murder people that look like me for years. I'm not sad. I don't want your pity. I want change. Family Room Podcast, episode 59. I'm Mike Rome. I'm Stefan Rome. Jesse Williams. And y'all know normally I like I try to play like something upbeat and you know. And I wasn't even I, I hella just changed the mood with that. I did want to start with this topic. I didn't really think about how much I really changed the mood in here, but I guess it was going to happen with the conversation that we were going to open up with today. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I wanted to start with that, man. When I watched Doc Rivers, uh, you know, 
I wouldn't say give that speech, but when I watched him speak yesterday, it was really moving. And then I didn't, I saw when uh, Jacob Blake walked into the car, but I didn't, I, right when I saw the cop reach for him, I, I turned the video off. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I can't keep watching this. And to be real, like, like she was saying, I was like, I'm, I'm low key kind of numb to it too. But then it's weird, like watching, watching those types of videos, it doesn't make me cry anymore. But when I hear people speak how Doc Rivers did, it, it makes me emotional. But yeah, I wanted to, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's really the, the main topic of conversation going on right now. And we're going to get to the jokes and we're going to get to the fun like we normally do. But I, de I definitely wanted to, and we talked about it before we started, but we wanted to make sure we opened up with the... You know what? You know what's been going on for a long time, but most most recently, Jacob Blake and what happened in Wisconsin, and also um, how the NBA players—I don't want to say the NBA specifically, the players specifically—how they respond to it and how they force their league to respond to it. But yeah, man, y'all want to go? <laughs> I, was, I guess I, I guess it's too late to ask niggas how they doing. We should just get into it, no? Um. Prayers to Jacob Blake and everybody. He's um last I checked is in critical condition. Um but he's the, stable. He's yeah, he's, okay, he's yeah, um like we were saying before, what meant look, if I'm gonna show up, I'm not a violent person, but if I decided that I'm going to be a violent person, you know who I'm not gonna show up with? My wife. I'm not going to show up with my kids. I was breaking up a fight. From what I heard. Between two women. Um, did y'all see the WNBA. Um, with the WNBA players. The shirts they wore. Mm -hmm. they, had the, they had Jacob Blake's name spelled out. And with the bullet shots in the back. Mm -hmm. Saw somebody on Twitter say. This is um, this is harsh, and this is a lot. Of, oh, are you uncomfortable? Yeah. Guess what? This is a T-shirt. Somebody's actually laying up somewhere, fresh off the police, shooting his ass up. I'm I'm proud. I'm happy and proud that the NBA didn't miss this moment. Yeah. And again, and I was telling Derek not that I might even mention to you when we was over here yesterday, Triz. Um, how I, wanted, I already did it once, but how I wanted to apologize again, again to you because you were right. You know what I'm saying? The NBA players actually playing and being in arenas with NBA cameras in front of them, that, that has been the biggest platform. And them not missing this moment, more specifically the Milwaukee Bucks not missing this moment and deciding not to take the court. We were talking um, before, we turned, before, we turned, uh, before we turned the mics and cameras on how you were saying you kind of wish Milwaukee let Orlando know so they could get on board with it. And I don't. I mean, it was like it happened in our city. This is something that we want to do. We want to spearhead this, and 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 I think Jesse might Jesse or, or Derek somebody might have said like if we talk to y'all, it might get back to y'all front office. And no, I, I understand why. I just it turns into a I'm thing. thinking about from like player to player. Yeah, player to player. I'm not thinking about organization, and I understand why you don't want this to get out. You want to make a statement. You want to bring awareness to this, and you you're making it known. So and you're putting the pressure on everybody else. What are you guys going to do when your game time comes up, bro? Exactly. Yeah. What are you was, talking about? We've been saying that we about it. We've been saying that we about it, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was sitting over here yesterday, and when they boycotted the first game, the news hadn't come yet. Um, 
So we're sitting in here, Orlando's on the court warming up, and I'm looking at the, the thing, the, the ESPN app, and it says delayed, like game delayed. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what's going on? And then we find out Milwaukee's not coming out. And there was no news about the, the mm-hmm. next two games, the mm-hmm. three games scheduled. We were talking about it. There was no news about game two. And so, and I remember saying to them, like, hey, yo, LeBron's not finna let them not play this game, bro. Like, they're gonna play this game. Mm-hmm. And then the news came out about the second one and the third one. And then you hear news this morning. That they've decided to resume the resume the playoffs, um, maybe even as early as Friday, um, and in the original meeting, all the remaining teams in the bubble all voted all not voted but all wanted to keep playing, and it was the Lakers and the Clippers that was like nah. Yeah. LeBron yeah. was like I don't want to do anything until the well they, the report is that LeBron said that he wants the owners and the front office people to be more involved into. Like flex their power more. It's like we're the players. We're doing all we can. Like y'all need to do something too, which is dope. Yeah, for sure. And originally, that's what I was talking about. Like you get to this point now because you did because you did what you what you had to do. We saved the league, y'all. We showed our commitment. We're in a bubble away from our families, bro. Most of y'all, most of the owners, ain't show up to this bubble. Y'all watching us on TV. You got your kids hugged up. It's a pandemic outside. Don't let something else happen again. And I like me. Okay, let's talk about what what would you say the NBA's next move is? I don't know. If you if you were sitting in that room, what would be your suggestion? Well, at this point, the players want LeBron and the players want the the, the front office to, to do something. So no, I no, guess. I'm I'm saying, but th- that's what I'm saying. What would that what would that something be? What would you suggest that something to be? Because um, it's not a money thing, right? This it, isn't a money thing, use right? Use their political power. Like they have exactly. Power like they're, exactly. They're involved in, in politics, and they, they give money to these politicians and stuff. They're saying, like, yo, you guys have a hand in this. Y'all need to speak up. Like, we're the players. We're going to mobilize the people that are going to follow our lead. But where's the real actions that we are going to actually change some laws and change some legislation? I think that w- what I would be saying, and then this is this is just so all it, it sounds bad to say all this is so perfect, but oh my gosh, it's such an opportunity I see for the NBA. What I would be sitting across from them saying if I'm LeBron and just give me the 15 best players in the league and let's go sit down. We got it, y'all. We'll talk to everybody else. Cool. Okay, cool. And every NBA city, get with anybody that's already been doing this work. Back them. That's one. Two, when legislation comes across, we want you to get behind it. We want you flexing all your power to make sure it gets done. Not always show support for this bill. Make sure it gets done. Commit to that. Sign the paper. And I'll get back on the court. If not, me, Giannis, Steph, James, Russ, AD, all of us will never get on the court again, bro. Right. We'll, figure out, we'll figure out how we'll get the players paid and all that. But you already stepped off the court. Maybe you already I, stepped off. Maybe I shouldn't say it to like this point. Just you know, give so much credit to one person. But this again goes to... How, how legendary really LeBron is off the court. Off the court and the things that he's been able to do and the way he's been able to change things, man. Like, not single-handedly, but because of him and his power and his influence and him being the poster boy of the NBA for so long. He's empowered he's, players like he's, no other. He's, man, like yeah. no other. He's put so much power in the players' hands, bro. Between him, like, signing his one-year, one- and two-year contracts, him, like, no, nah, I want this dude, or no, nah, I'm not really trying to play like that. Him... I mean, they say, like, it's bad. Like, oh, he ain't never picking his coach. Like, whatever, everything he's done 
Some things you don't like, but everything he's done is given power. Contract limbs, money on contracts. The ma- the main guy taking he the gets, max he's making and making it the players' issue, uh, the team's issue to figure out the money. But you're gonna pay me what I'm worth. I'm not gonna take a low hours. number so the rest of these dudes can get hit over the head. And if I do take a low number, you know who else you're gonna get? Two more dudes. It's almost like me. Or else I'm not taking a low. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna be the max guy until he retires. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a business move that gets everybody else more money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's just, he just been, man. And he's made players feel like he's part of it. Social media and other stuff has played a part too. But to players feeling like they can even do some shit like this. Think about how powerful Jordan was. And he didn't feel like he could do this. They say he's had the most power of any player. And that dude didn't feel like he could yeah. Sit out some games and make a statement and do some stuff, whether he wanted to or not. Part of the part of it is you didn't feel like you could. You thought it would be you thought it'd be the end for you if you did some stuff like yeah, that. LeBron, like this ain't the gonna managers. Be LeBron, yeah. it's not gonna be this. Stop that. Stop that, bro. You take me out the league, then what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, they're not taking. They're not removing Bron. Yeah, no, 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 and they and they can't. He's too good. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? He's too powerful at this point. I'm so powerful, I put my man on, and he's one of the most powerful people in this in his space now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? KD hurt, Steph hurt. <laughs> Come on, man. This has been my TV show for the last 17 years anyway. Hmm. Now a couple of my co-stars get hurt. We still popping, dogs. Pandemic, we still popping, baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, pl- Players got a huge opportunity right now. I mean, just everything that everybody's been saying. Did y'all see Charles Barkley's words? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charles Barkley. Um, oh, yeah, I did. I did. yeah, Charles Barkley was like, man, I'm talking for all the people that's told to, like, do the right thing, all this, and, it, and it don't nothing change in their neighborhood. I'm talking about the poor kids. I'm talking about the people that they live a good life. They're good people, but it, it don't never seem like there's no change for them. Don't not do that stuff. We're working towards something. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty much his message. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's the real. That's the real. Oh yeah. When you hear LeBron James, one of the most powerful people, one in his realm, he's the most powerful person, and then one of the most notable athletes across the world, he could do whatever he wants. He's talking about he's scared. You got you got Doc Rivers, a grown man who's seen a lot, bro, on TV, getting emotional. When's the last time we've seen you've seen so many men on camera just getting emotional? It's because this is their life, bro. And now, and now they've, and now they've hold. I've seen somebody say, um, um, we stop, we stop playing, so you can't get away, so you can't get away from your, your racist, your, your racist, um, like existence. You know what I'm saying? It's like you use us to get away from real life. No, it's really racist out here. I said you're gonna watch this, this, this TV show, this NBA thing. Now we're gonna stop. Yeah. And the Bucks are gonna come out here and give a statement, <laughs> especially like, with them starting the game so early. Yeah, you know That's what I'm why saying. I liked uh, Jr's tweet. He, was, uh, he said, "Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Something about. Oh, you didn't hear us. Now you're not gonna see. Can't see us. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a huge opportunity, man. Like the NBA is gonna have to commit to some stuff. Like you see, um, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. She was in the semifinals of her tournament. She's in solidarity. Kenny Smith walked off the set. Like it's. What are sports shows going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The NBA bubble was it. It was the main thing. Like, you could talk about some other stuff, but this is your, one of your mainstays was back playing. Yeah. And the NFL ain't started yet. 
Baseball's not having games either. Not baseball's having games, but not all of them. Yes, yeah. I think this is this is a real sign of things changing. Like the NBA. First of all, before I go on, what I was about to say, I think it's dope that the NBA and that Hoopers are the ones that are like leading this 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 charge that's going. On. I think that's super dope. Uh, also, also on the power. That's true. That's true. How to leverage. Oh, no, no, no. I think that's that's what I was going to say. I think that's, like, everything that's going on is, like, a combination of, or, like, a sign of, like, things are actually about to start changing. Because, like, the NBA, the fact that they're leading this in the, like, in a bubble, like, everything is, like, concentrated into, like, this one area. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it wasn't, like, a thing to where they were already about to take the court and there's two games. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if there was games in multiple arenas, one of the games might have been played. You never mm-hmm. know. You know what I'm saying? And then like also, baseball. Right. And then also, you never know or um, the fact that the fact that Jacob Blake didn't die. And he just got shot in the back seven times and he didn't die. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's – he's going to live to tell his story and the fact that, like, I, would, I wasn't even a part of whatever they got caught here for. I wasn't even a part of that. They didn't even need to stop me. Like, the fact that he lived to tell his story, the fact that, like, the, all the attention on the NBA and the bubble, like, I think it's all, like – just a sign of like the WNBA, exactly, all of it, like yeah. Everything that's happening, the, the, the stuff that happened before this, like the pandemic, the in the street. I think all this is just one big gumbo of like, yo, know, things are things are finally, maybe, are probably about to start changing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I really think and I was telling mom, I think the fact that Jacob Blake didn't die is like really, really like a sign from God, like God saying like, yo, like enough, Hold on. enough. You know what I'm saying? Like enough. Like it's time. Like we, we're done dying. That's what that sign is like. We're done dying enough. So I, I, I really, I, that's that's what it feels like to me. That's what it feels like to me. I, I do. I feel like we've made more headway than we ever have. I feel like maybe, the whole world. I, mean. I feel like the whole world's on board, but the people that we really need to change are on Capitol Hill, or at the heads of these businesses. Um, it's a system. You know what I'm saying? The system needs to change. They're allowed to do this. Hell yeah, way more people care. Way more people seems like they're fighting with us or at least on the right side of what they're supposed to say. Um, but like I said, Breonna Taylor's murderers, murderers have not been charged. You know what I'm saying? It's like more people care, but it's like y'all still doing the same shit. Yeah. They still do. They're still getting paid leave while y'all investigate, and then y'all stash them somewhere else, or they gotta change precincts or do whatever, and then they back on the job, ready to kill again. Like nothing ever happened. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, like yeah, that's too crazy. As a basketball, as a lifetime basketball fan, I make money off of basketball. Um, it's just it was just proud to see them do that. It was just like. We've worked ourselves into a position where we have the leverage to where we can say, nope, for whatever reason we want, we choose to make it the big ones. We could do this all the time. Somebody gets shot every day. Mm-hmm. We could do this all the time. But we came out here and we played while shit was going on. We left our families. Nah, bro. Show us what you're willing to do now. Shout out, man. Shout out to NBA yeah, All-In players, to bro. Bucks. Shout out to yeah, Shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks, bro. While we're doing shout-outs, I always forget to do Thriving White Black, so I'm going to do it right now while I'm mm-hmm. talking about it. Um, two black on the, uh, 
want to know if you heard about this. Two black-owned banks just merged to form a $1 billion lender, the largest uh, black-owned bank in the U.S. So two black-owned banks, City First in Washington, D.C. and Broadway Financial Corporation in L.A. announced today that they have merged, and this is yesterday, the 26th, yeah. And did y'all know that exactly yesterday was exactly four years to the day when, Ka- when Kaepernick first mm-hmm. sat down? I saw it on, I saw that I saw it on the ground. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, now, every, now the NFL get it. So yesterday the two banks announced that they had entered into a transformational merger of equal agreements to create the largest black-owned bank in the nation with more than $1 billion in combined assets under management. And then, and approximately eight hundred and fifty million in total depository, depository institutional assets. Damn. Combining the two institutions will increase their collective commercial lending capacity for investments in multi, in multifamily affordable housing, which is dope, small small businesses and nonprofit development in financially underserved urban areas, while creating a national platform for impact uh, for impact investors. Yeah, shout out, uh, Brian. <clears throat> I don't know how to say this name. Argret, chief executive of City First, will be the chief executive. Combined, um, okay, I don't need to read that. But yeah, yeah, I was that, trying to shout these two names out. Um, yeah, I can do the research on that. That is a. Um, that's a real life power move. That's a big, big move. A huge move, and something that even on a smaller scale, we need more of. All of us linking up, putting our talents together, putting our. Um, our viewerships, our, you know what I'm saying? All, every, what you're building on your own, you could do more with somebody else. And why wouldn't you, if you're going to do that, do that with somebody that looks like you, thinks like you, is you, has the same moral compass as you. Same culture. Um, yeah, same culture as you. And it's like, if we don't build ourselves up, who is? You know what I'm saying? Um, it, <laughs> Like you said, man, it feels like we made more headway than ever. And hopefully we can make the change that we need, but I I know for me this shit has to stop happening. I don't want to see that shit's fire, bro. I love hearing that kind of shit. And I want to hear more of that, (laughs) less of this other stuff, bro. That shit makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Tell me how this will make you feel if you were working here. 20-year-old Detroit woman initially pronounced dead, found alive. At local funeral home. Oh my goodness gracious. A very bizarre occurrence recently took place at a Detroit funeral home that sounds straight out of a horror movie. A local woman who was initially pronounced dead was discovered to be very much alive after she started breathing while inside the funeral home. Employees at a Detroit funeral home made the shocking discovery the woman was found breathing hours after she was declared dead by paramedics and sent to the mortuary by her grieving family. What? The woman whose identity has not been publicly released was found alive on August 23rd. Shall I shout out the name of the funeral home? Yeah, it ain't they fault. At the James H. Cole Funeral Home and then taken to a hospital, according, according to local authorities. The woman was declared dead by paramedics who responded to a home in Detroit suburbs. In the Detroit suburb of Southfield, of Southfield around 735. Let me see. Following the call. So wait a minute. The paramedics... They didn't, they didn't take her to the hospital? Chief Johnny L. Holmes, last name Menifee. Chief Johnny L. Menifee of the Southfield Fire Department said in a statement, he also confirmed that the woman was not breathing when paramedics arrived at her home. 
The paramedics performed CPR and other life-reviving method, methods for 30 minutes, Menifee said. Given medical, given medical readings and the condition of the patient, it was determined at the time that she did not click. Oh, okay, it's the click the link to them today. Yeah, man. <laughs> so wait, did they, they did not take it to the hospital straight to the mortuary? That's what it sounds like. They can do that. Found out. Okay, one. This is, would, one. This is. A, I can understand how there's nothing going on with her body. Look, I've I've only been around. <laughs> but you I've only been around death, but so many times like that. You know what I'm saying? What has always happened? But I've always been around. Yeah. Once they died in the home. Once they passed in the hospital. The hospital kept them there. It was like they were making sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She could have been and then when the when they died in the home, they came and got her. She could be Jewish. I did, I watch Forensic Files all the time, and I was I just learned watching the episode of Forensic Files that in Jewish custom they they try to bury you like literally the next day. Like they they want you they try to bury you. They try to put you to rest. The next yeah, because it also said by her her grieving family. Like a dude tried to get away with murdering his wife that way. Because yeah. like, they knew they were Jewish customs, he's like, kill her, they should go ahead and put her in the ground the next day, they won't be able to. But the, the coroner that was going over the body was like, nah, fam, something's fishy, I need some more time. And the family yeah. was like, word, okay. And they found out that, yeah, dude, they end up killing his wife. But yeah, she could have been, could be Jewish. Like um, said, the name didn't get released. That's why I was like, when I get to the name, said, I could maybe try to figure out, like, what yeah, if, if, they said if I'm hours the, later, though. Yeah. Perform CPR for 30 minutes. Yeah. I know, but hours later, she's at the mortuary, though. Breathing. What did she get prepped for her? Uh, yeah, get prepped yeah. for the casket. Like, well, no, no, like they're at the family? mortuary to get prepped where for the casket the, and all she that. Was she cold tank? Where's she? At? But that's that's what I'm saying. Who was? All right, bro. So y'all y'all threw her in the joint and was like, "Oh, she gone." She like, yeah, let her family know. We're about to take her down the block. Put start pushing this papers. Get this stuff finalized. Because usually, parents like, because it. But uh, I mean, goodness gracious! Hours later, Tahiti was working at the mortuary right there by by Mount Olive. And she said the dude uh, pushing that he had the body in the elevator. He said the body sat up. <laughs> this nigga said he started screaming, banging but on I'm the button. Fighting. The elevator. Nigga ran out and never came back. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> Just I, in case. I would felt terrible, but. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that on me. <laughs> what you mean? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, imagine on camera though, you're the security guard watching that. Yeah, on the camera. Hey, look, bro, and they would understand. Bro, what you gonna do if a zombie attack you, man? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> you gonna wait for him to actually turn up and come at you? That's what oh, I'm saying. He's, he's sitting up on there. She's still over his face. I'm holding him down. I'm holding him down until I get out there. I'm lumping him up. That's for sure. I'm holding. I'm holding him down what? until I can get up out of this. Can sit up yeah, that's that's real. Because I know they can fart, and sometimes you even like yeah, they're releasing. Yeah, muscle spasms. Yeah, true. I haven't thought of that. Uh, muscles relax and tighten and all type of stuff. Look, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's what really happens. I, but natural instinct. I'm over here in a different mindset. Yeah, you gotta. You getting punched out like that? Uh, he was probably over there just relaxing, thinking about something totally different. His mind was probably on what he having for lunch later. Yeah, he's not tripping about being around a dead body. Yeah. That's his job. Yeah, you know it's what his job. Breaking news. What is that? Read it out loud, please. Do multiple NFL teams cancel practice to focus? Focus on social justice. The Colts, the Jets, and the Washington football team. <laughs> they're they got to. Yeah, they got to. Look, look, all social justice right now. Their Stop. games haven't started yet. Yeah, we'll see. Their games haven't started yet. This will be the NFL's way to be like, look, when it was going on, we stopped what we were doing. Mm-hmm. 
But now it's time to get this money, money. That's what I'm saying. Let the NFL start, players. Let the NFL start. This is how y'all get your power for the long game. This is how you get your power with the long game. Aaron, Pat, you know Pat with it. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, Aaron, Pat, Lamar, Tom, Tom. Someone, someone asked me on the game They're like you want to see Drew doing that I said fuck no Drew could be along with us But don't be out here talking bro Go stand next to Mahomes or go stand in the back don't No get but we no need mic. you on this team well, too yeah, No we need you on this Drew Because if you play If you play a lot of them gotta that, That's what I'm saying That's what I'm saying. I'd, I come, out, I'd come out here for three weeks if I'm the NFL players I'd be talking text messaging duh, 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 duh. What, Just the stars Just the stars Look the rest of y'all Some of y'all don't rock with us Don't matter yeah, Don't matter Don't matter Don't matter, don't matter. You're not gonna find another Pat Mahomes bro It's not gonna happen You know what I'm saying Like it, it's not gonna happen it, Not anytime soon Yeah Yeah I got one I got one I can share right now I got one I was, right I was, I was telling a story I should have told last week when Joe's ass was here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll go first. Hey, so remember when we was driving and I had just got the uh, fucking, my charger, mm-hmm. and I'm over here whipping, stunting, got the windows down, the music playing, driving around, what was it, Oceanside <laughs> Boulevard? Yeah. We was dipping through that, and you know what I mean? I'm trying to be cool, Moji, turn, make a right hand turn nice and smooth. What that? I hit the curb. And what that dude say? These two niggas was standing on the curb looking. <laughs> he hit the curb and so was, <laughs> so was close. Like he felt like he felt like it might have been over before. Yeah, he, said, he thought I was going to click Yeah, me. He said, what, what did he say? He said, oh, nigga can't drive. He said, oh, shit niggas need to learn how to yeah, drive. He said, oh, niggas need to learn how to drive. <laughs> like implying like, damn, this nigga didn't went out and got this drive nice ass car. car. <laughs> he didn't know how to drive this big old car. I know you having fun in your shit, but watch, watch out. <laughs> yeah, damn. Hey, granted, I don't, I don't know. I think I was just looking too far ahead or something. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> really, hey, look, you was mashing. He was mashing. Mean driving bars. It he was driving like tire. a regular sized car. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, it's easy to learn how to drive. Like, Shit, niggas need to learn. And it was like my windows was down. So, like, I heard him talk. Like, we heard him talk and he stopped, jumped. He's like, oh, shit, niggas need to learn how to drive. <laughs> I'll tell my story at the end, but um, did you want to talk about the stuff in the. Yeah, from the Joe Budden pot. Um, shit, how do you want to talk about this? Um, Joe's the big homie. That's how we can start this time. Yeah, uh, Uncle Uncle you, Joe Budden. If, if you a content creator, and more specifically, if you a podcaster, yes, that's Uncle Joe. That's if big if you're a right podcaster here. and you're not listening to what he's saying because it's such a new space, you don't have to be getting money, right? We're not making money from this. You know what I'm saying? But. You should be aware of what's going on. You're making a pie. Let's say it pops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You should understand this. But Joe Budden and the Joe Budden podcast, everybody, Maul, Rory, Parks, everybody works in the background, have been um, number one on Spotify for two years. Spotify has made other acquisitions. They've got other podcasts. They've got other big names. Bill Simmons being one of those. They haven't outperformed them. Joe Rogan as well. Joe Rogan hasn't started, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and now their deal's coming up. But they got six more episodes, something like that. Um, and it doesn't seem like they're gonna get a deal done. And it seems like it's because they want to take too much control. Um, I listen to Joe Budden a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of people talk about podcasts. You don't want to not be in control of your product, bro. You created it. They come and buy it. They buy it and tell you what to do. That gives up all your leverage. Yeah. 
And pretty much what Joe Budden is saying is because they know that the Joe Budden podcast is hot. He said, one, the money is it's a huge number, but it's not enough. And two, they want to own everything that everybody's doing on the podcast. Like Rory does stuff outside that mall, parks. They want to own all of it. So if you put out an album, we want to have rights to it. If Joe comes back from rapping, we want to get put you in a Spotify exclusive. Yeah, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. They be signing their life away on another hip hop deal. But why didn't a lot of those new actors on Empire that that was like on the show singing and stuff? Like Empire owns the rights all. If you go anywhere performing any of them songs that you sung on the show, Empire owns that. You make your own album, Empire get a piece of it. Because you sung on here and got that. Um, actually, um, Puffs was really I'll be short son, but I'll be short. Puff Quincy, Puff's oldest son Quincy, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be on the show Empire, but uh, he saw that deal and was like, "Why would I do that?" And was like, "No, nah, I'm cool." Yeah. Like, for yeah. what? And that's because he's in the know. His dad is somebody in the know. He is in the know. But that's what I'm saying. It's important to listen to people like the Joe Budden podcast. I know me as a Spotify subscriber. The only reason I subscribe there is because of the Joe Budden podcast. If they are not there, I don't know if I am there. And that's pretty much like the fight they're going through. Oh, you don't get how our audience moves. You think they came over here. They're just going to stay here. Huh? They came over here from YouTube. Mm. SoundCloud. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do when we leave, but it's me. They followed us all this time. They made us number one. Hmm. Tell me, bro, while I was listening to that, like I told y'all off there, I, I typed a message to y'all. I was like, yo, go listen to the Joe Budden podcast and let me know if we should still keep our content on Spotify. Like, let me know if y'all want to still do that. I think, I think everything is... It's situational for everybody. It, it's situa- Yeah, it's situational for everybody. We're in a space where we're trying to get people here. Being everywhere that we could possibly be. At one it's point, beneficial for us. Yeah, I, yeah, you're able to access everybody. Once, Let's say we have 100,000 people watching this or a million people watching this or 1,000 a, a people watching this. And people are coming at us like, oh, bring your content here. Oh, you want, you want my 1,000 people audience? Okay, what's up? What's it going to cost you? You know what I'm saying? But until you have that, you know what I mean? You got, you kind of got to play the game. Mm-hmm. You got to be sure. out everywhere. You got to, like politicians, you got to shake hands. And they don't do all that shit after they get elected. They do that shit to get elected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got, I'm going to go out. I'm going to touch the people. I'm going to see the people. All right. And, and, Bla- and Blaze and I were talking about that on Saturday morning when, like, when I was still at his house. Mm-hmm. He was talking about like the whole beef that, well, I was about to say a little mini beef, but the beef that, that Joe and, and Gilly had. And Gilly was like, oh, you on Spotify, like the white man owns your IP and all this and that. I'm like, I, I was telling Blaze, I was like, I don't think Gilly understands the fight that Joe's been fighting. I think he just understands. And how nobody Spotify. owns that podcast. I think he just understands how Spotify works. Yeah. Because like for somebody like for Clarity, like for us, Spotify does like any episode we put on Spotify, Spotify does own it. If they yeah. ever thought something sounded dope, any little sound clip they wanted, they could cut it out, put it on a commercial and start making money from it. And we wouldn't see a dime of it. Yeah. Like they do own it. But. That's for somebody like us who, like you said, we're at a position where we just want to be on their DSP. We're trying to get to as many ears as possible. We're, that's why our, our podcast is on every streaming platform and on YouTube. We're just trying to get to as many ears as possible. We just want everybody to hear us. And we'll take and all those go, numbers and then try to move them. Right. To, yeah. Right. Exactly. But for somebody like Joe, who I've been doing a million plus 
two days a week for two years. I'm not really, you know what I'm saying? I don't and before yeah, and good. before that, to be clear, we were doing this for five years before you guys showed yeah. up. And so we got popping, and so you were like, Joe, oh, we need that I'm quite sure to Joe get y'all popping. I'm quite sure Joe didn't walk into Spotify. Just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to give you all our content, and you just own everything. Yeah, I'm quite and sure he's made that. sure, and I mean, he's been very vocal that that's not the case. You know what I mean? It's an exclusive deal. They'll only air there. Yeah. They'll only air there for the next two years. A day later, we'll post a video to, because you own the audio, and I was breaking, I was actually breaking that down to Burr. I was like, there's people that own what's going on live. Mm-hmm. And then to re, to play it somewhere else, somebody owns that footage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, it doesn't always mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, when that footage comes to YouTube, yeah, it's, you're hearing the same thing, but the visual is what Spotify doesn't own. That's you, I, you that's know what I'm saying? Can, like, or not, they don't own none of it. You know what I'm saying? Not let me misquote. They don't own none of that. But their deal is for them. The they they're the first people that that audio, audio. comes out with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then if it gets played, the clips get busted down and da 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 and all that other stuff. I hope y'all had to deal with all them because you know what I'm saying. Our deal was just for drop it first here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Knowledge is really powerful. Yeah. Knowledge is really powerful. Once you know, like once you. You don't ever just dive into anything and just just do it. Half-assed. Well, definitely not half-assed, but you don't just dive into anything without... Even if you do dive in without a full understanding, while you're doing it, you should be constantly gaining more understanding. Because yeah. I didn't know nothing about any analytics to any podcast or anything when we first started doing this. I was just like, I want, I want to do a podcast, so we bought some mics. I already had a camera, so we bought some mics, and we started doing a podcast. And then I start paying attention to stuff. And then some people was like, oh, this y'all, y'all pretty good. Y'all should start trying to. And then you start looking at other ways to make it yeah. better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but along the way, my, my point for bringing that up was I didn't know anything about anything, really. But I, I, I don't know a lot about a lot about it, but I have way more information than I had before. Yeah. And I know enough right now to where if we did have an audience to where we could start making money from this podcast, I know enough to where we would still own everything we, nobody would be getting the, like I'm sure we all do mm-hmm. know enough to where yeah. like nobody's gonna be getting the, the majority of the money that would come you know what I'm saying like yeah. Yeah. knowledge is power bro yeah, knowledge is power and, you, and what kind also part before you keep up before you chime in a part of that knowledge is also empowering yourself so you can know you can know how everything works but if you don't have and it's not everybody can't really put themselves in that situation. But if you don't have the means to go ahead and just do it yourself, then you're, you're even in even worse shape mm-hmm. is if you didn't have the knowledge. Because now you have the knowledge, but you don't, you, don't, you don't have the means to empower yourself. And it's like, I got to go in there and kind of play by their rules until I get it to where I could do it by myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, every situation is different. Their situation is on a very large scale. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about money he's never seen, never even been close to. And he has to turn it down. For control, cause once they have control, they pay you the the money. Now I own it. Now you can't tell me to do shit. Morals. And the next time this deal is up or whatever, I'm in control. You know what I mean? It's just I, I don't know, man. Salute to the Joe Budden podcast. Like, um, if you're listening to this and you listen to that podcast, tweet, do whatever you got to do. Tell Spotify to do the right thing, because. Um, I ain't gonna hold you. I gotta make a. If they're not there. I gotta make a real tough decision. And y'all know how much music I listen to. Come on over to title, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna be wherever the Joe Budden podcast is. I just I listen to it like that. Like I listen to Bomani Jones, and he's on ESPN. If he's not on ESPN, 
I'm still listening to Bomani Jones. I don't, oh, ESPN's Bomani Jones. I don't care where he's at. <laughs> I don't care. Speaking, he, of your, speaking of your audience moving with you, shout out to everybody that rock with the fam. It's set out. Facts. Bro, you don't know. Facts. <laughs> fam, granted, he's our cousin, <clears throat> but he didn't always listen to the podcast. He didn't. Yeah. Like, when I first started doing that, especially when I was doing, like, when I was doing a podcast by myself, of like, what you think, bro? He was like, I, am, I don't gonna be live. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I listened to, like, the first 10 minutes. I can't listen to that shit. Like, you hmm. sound bored. It ain't fun to listen to. Like, yeah. Like, I might press play just so you get a, a click, so, so you see a number go up. But to be real, like, I don't really be listening like that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we was out there Saturday morning. We got to Blaze House. I don't know. Yeah, Saturday when we got there, he was like, hey, bro, your video didn't upload. I was like, huh? And I already knew it wasn't up there because I was late getting the footage from you. I was like yeah. uploading it on the way to Palmdale. He was like, bro, the podcast ain't on YouTube. I was like, yeah, no, bro. He was like, man, I went to I went to watch it this morning. I was like, yo, what's going on, man? Rod said something. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the dad posted the audio, Rod. Rod was like, hey, man, it cut off at 30 minutes from me, bro. Like, what's going on? I'm like, yo, that's dope. Yeah, I be talk- we be talking to Rod on there. He be like, yeah, bro. It'll be like like this morning. I'm on with Jesse, everybody like, oh, bro, you got to go record right today, Thursday, right? I'm like, yeah, bro, I got to dip. Like, people of shit, niggas be like, yo, yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> go ahead, do that. Yeah, uh, all the love and support is dope, man. All the love and support is fire, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely fire, man. And any appearances, feed-ins, call-ins are accepted. Mm. We will appease the audience. I've been telling people, too, it's going to start happening soon enough. I've been telling people, like, hey, man. Call in sometime. We record on Thursdays between yeah. like ten and one. Hmm. Call in, man. You you'll be on the pod. You're here. Yourself. Ooh, I can find a way to I can find a way to mirror it on the TV, so where you could sit here, a virtual reality type. Yeah, I could do yeah. that. They probably won't be able to see us though. Yeah, they like on my phone. They see us on oh, my phone, and true. then it would mirror to the to the TV. Yeah, but I mean, all the love and support is dope. Um, I didn't have a whole bunch to talk about it. Be honest, I wanted to get off the NBA shit. Um, like I was telling my wife, it's hard for me to talk about anything else when like these people keep on getting shot out here, bro. It's like all I think about is like all this shit. I, oh, okay. I said, what like, do you guys? Don't have what do you guys use to escape? What have you done recently to to step away from the madness? Because I've recently, Game. I I find little projects to jump into. You know what I mean. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, my man. Sorry, the little project that I just jumped into, I I created a fish tank. Mm. You know what I mean? It was my first one. I figured, you know, the water, the sounds. I I sleep with the water and sounds. You know what I mean? Naturally, um, to me, more pleasant sleep. But now I I can create and I can hear that sound in tunes throughout the day, and it's a real humbling thing. You know what I mean? Getting lost in like the fish, they them motherfuckers is everywhere boy <laughs> fish is something else but yeah it's a uh, therapeutic experience you know what i mean i enjoy it it's super calming and super like because for me like as a kid when i would watch fish it was mainly at the doctor's office mm-hmm. like you're watching fishing for me like it's almost mm-hmm. like when i watch my son i'd be like i see him like do something like i wonder what this nigga's thinking right? mm-hmm. so when i'm watching a fish maybe doing something I'm like what, what are these niggas doing and you get like fully caught up and watching them like what are they what's going on like you know what I'm, for me that's how i do it yeah, yeah. Stuck, i got stuck for two hours that's dope. First time I got him, put him in there, dropped him, fed him, and I was just like stuck. Uh, I escape by either just try to play with my son unless he's too busy watching TV and don't want to be bothered with me, or I, I try to like go outside and play with my cameras, just try to mm. you know shoot some content, play with different angles, and especially now I got like two, um, I got like cages for my cameras now, so mm. I can like move and walk and get more steady shots. So I just go outside, play with the cameras, do something like that, try to edit old footage, maybe try to like come up with something new. 
It's a good way to get in the zone. I'm gaming. I dive into my work. Basketball stuff. Um, I mean, I've always watched shows with wifey, but really, really gaming. I, I haven't. I wasn't. To be honest, y'all know how I gamed. I played the games. It got to a point to where, for me, it was occasional. But I'm full back in it. That's not, the pandemic's got something to do with that. But it is. It is for me an escape um, from all this. From all this wild shit going on out here. You know what I mean? I'm actually planning and getting ready for the future too, man. Yeah. Trying to be ready for whatever this shit's gonna look like when we come out this pandemic. That's what I've really been really been putting a lot of the energy towards. That was one thing I wanted to speak on, man. You said the future. It, it, I was thinking about it on the way here. It's crazy for me that, like, I think last time I was here, you were talking about how, like, that, like, this COVID, this, like, new normal mm-hmm. that they talk about is going to be, like, just barren to normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be crazy. Barren and Max. Like my, kid, like, my kids are four and, and three months, and this is just going to be. He's not going to know a life outside of a mask. Make sure you put a mask on when you go out. No big crowds. Probably won't go to an amusement park ever. Concerts, you know movie theaters. It's just different. So stuff we grew like, up with. Like between you're, prepping, prepping, not prepping because it's gonna be their normal. But like teaching my teaching my boys about like protecting themselves from COVID, <laughs> and then also just being black. Being black and how society is is crazy. It's crazy, bro. I, I really started to think about it when LeBron, after the, after, after the Lakers game, when LeBron was like being African-American and having black sons, and I thought, well, I was like, dang, that's real. And then also on the way here, I was thinking about just the last time I was here and how you said the COVID thing. It's, just, it's wild, bro. It's unfortunate. Like, my nephew, he's getting all his schooling from a tablet. Like, yeah. he got to take kids, pictures bro. of his, he got to draw like a picture of his mom and dad and everything and then take a picture and send it in. So you turn it into your assignments now, like yeah. The, I don't know. The I human felt element like, is gone. Yeah, I it's always like gone with this. This I was never one to do homework, mm-hmm. right? I did excellent in school. That's why I always maintained good enough grades to be on the basketball team. But I didn't. I still don't understand the point of doing homework. The same homework and homework that I did in class. But anyway, but when I received my papers back, knowing that my teacher actually took the time to correct it and get. Whatever grade I deserved for it, I felt some. I felt some type of satisfaction in that, knowing that somebody took the time to look over this. Now they're just looking. Oh, okay, he did it. Box checked. Okay, this grade. Like, there's no real judging of the skills human. The human way. element, and especially this this first crop of kids that are going through. Oh yeah. These teachers have never done it before. And so they're working out all the kings. I follow just because I used to be a teacher. Like I still follow a couple of teachers that, that I've never met before. Just. You Clicking hashtags online, yeah. and they talk about like how how crazy this is, and like getting used to it, and like so why wife, wife is a teacher. This, this shit is crazy, right? So this, this, this shit is crazy. Group, this first group of kids that are going through this, their teachers are all over the place. Their teachers mm-hmm. are. I think it's going to be a couple of school years before these teachers are fully comfortable in this and can slow it down enough. And then also maybe times have changed to where like half the class is actually in the building, and the other half is at home. And it'll be easier. But this first, this first group of kids that's going. I think we'll get. I think we'll get. I think we'll the get track it. system. Remember when mm-hmm. we used to be on green track, orange track, mm-hmm. and all that. That's gonna have to come back. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that they'll get back. I think that we'll get back to kids on campuses, but campus life will be different forever. I don't think it's not reasonable to to for for long term educate and test kids. 
without them being able to touch the person and get sit down and have a talk with them. And that I could sit down and have a zoom. I could sit down and have a zoom and tell you I don't understand something. It's different when you're in the room and you can really see how much I'm struggling with it. Teachers yeah. are not the like and just the social aspect of school. Kids you know what I'm that, saying? They, absolutely. I got more them. from that than I did from any lesson they gave me. All this, all this incomplete history and all this bullshit that they giving me in school. Dad t- used to tell me all the time that he was jealous of us because we had these personalities and this stuff, and it just seems like people attract to us. Not bragging on us. That's the way we was raised. They raised us. You know what I'm saying? But you don't get that without being around people. You got kids right now struggling. Some kids, their home life is not good. The only good place for them is their school. Like I'm not gonna, I've I'm, coached kids like that. I'm not going to use any names or say exactly who it was, but just when we was up at Palmdale, kid up there went crazy when playtime was over. You never know. That might have been his first time outside in months. In months on months on You never months. know. You got to listen to your mom. Yeah. But you never know. That could have been his first time out of the house. It's like, bro, it's a water and that's slide a, out and here. And that's a kid. It probably felt like a year. You know what I'm saying? Especially when, and, and I, it's my family. I know them. Like they they outside all the time. Like she's one of them moms. Like you you a boy go go play go play. Yeah. And so when you go from outside all the time and now you inside for months and now you had a water slide and it's like whoa I thought I was gonna get to do this for at least another hour. You say get down. I'm an I'm an adult. And I I'm people say I'm homebody now, but you ain't no homebody if you're a coach. You're not. Okay. You're out of your house. I'm used to being gone, going to a game, going here, going there, going to yeah. a meeting, going to CIF hearings, da, 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 whatever it is. I'm not used to being in a house like this. And I've had to create a space in my house that is my space that only I come in here and when this door is closed, leave me alone. If you see the LED lights, I'm on this. Leave me alone. Mm, leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, and that's been a struggle. And I'm not a kid. And I could do whatever I want. Me and wifey, we was feeling a little claustrophobic a little while back. You know what we did? We just went down, drove down the beach. We didn't get out. We didn't talk to nobody. We just drove. We wanted to see it. We wanted to get out of the walls of our house. What's the smell of the ocean. Yeah. Rolled all the windows down. Drove as fast as we could down Coast Highway. Yeah. Felt great. Kids ain't got that luxury. Oh, mama. There's a play area in my building. Motherfuckers take off. It might be that. dangerous over there for you. What? The playground? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, bro. I understand that. Lorenzo and I were talking about that on our interview. He's like, even like we, me, me and Dia go to work out at the RB park. They got the little stuff out there. And Baron come out. We bring him out there. He said, run around, get out the house. I'm like, well, you can't. It's closed. He's like, why is it closed, bro? It's a park. Like, it's and it's closed. still there. I'm looking at it. I'm like, nah, you see the tape? He's like, bro, we can get through that tape easy. Like, what you mean? Yeah. It's right. closed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's... Speaking of Lorenzo, I guess when, when everything is finalized, we could talk about an opportunity we have in a little while, right? Yeah, let's wait. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Exci- exciting things, exciting things on the horizon. Absolutely. Shout out Renzo. I've been trying to figure out a way for you to come and be real. Shout out That's Lorenzo. Cool. Shout out for sure. <laughs> Shout out to the big homie Lorenzo. Um, I, me, me and wife have talked about this. It's like, this is the kind of shit that it's like. It's like, why would I have a kid right now? You know, you know what I'm saying. Like, in my mind, I don't. Not even just like, oh, look at the times where I'm having a hard enough time coping with this. Mm-hmm. And it's just me. And, and Derek's been in and out the whole pandemic. You know, what I mean? he got to do his thing. He got to go get to his family. Or do you know what I'm saying? And it's been me and wifey in the house. And there's been times where 
I don't have enough energy for what I'm going through, let alone what she going through. And she ain't got enough energy for what she going through, let alone what I'm going through. And we got to somehow find a way to be there for each other in the middle of this. I would be no good to a kid right now. It takes a lot of work. And um, you know what I'm saying? Like, mom tell me shit like, you find the strength and da-da-da-da-da and all this other stuff. And I believe that. I, I, I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? But to me, it's just, it, like, it's crazy. I feel for the parents. I feel for the kids. I feel for these educators, man, because I see what my wife going through. This shit is, like, giving her serious anxiety trying to get ready to do this shit. Now they're talking about, like, all the teachers got to come back into the to the school and do their work there because people complain about Wi-Fi, people with Wi-Fi connections, and they got their kids at home and all this other stuff. It's like, how can you expect me? Bro? What are you talking about? My daycare is not even open. I, heard, I seen a bunch of systems was crashing first day because so many people was yep. on them. Yep. School systems. There's no way that they could be ready for this. Mm-mm. How do you do standardized testing like this? Can't. And like, ensure that they're that they're not that they're not it's cheating. It's open book. Yeah, it's that mere open book. To, it's an open book test. And if they graduate. fail it, who do you blame? You blame the kid? <laughs> I didn't ask for this. It's an iPad in my face. One, y'all didn't give me one. I don't have internet, yo. I don't have a computer, yo. All of that stuff's gonna have to be cheap. Or that a dog non free? Because in California you don't pay for school, so therefore yeah, y'all got to give me this free then. And if I pay for school, it could come part of the package. I can't go to that Starbucks every day. Yeah, with my kid. Tell them to do their homework. Look, I got to go to work. It's been to the point to where look the AD. We had a meeting with the AD at the school I work at, and he said that the first week so they're shutting down sports until they're shutting down. Like we've had stipulations and. You could get with your teams and all these stipulations. Wear the mask, 10 feet apart, no more than 12 people in a group. No, can't share balls, can't share equipment, all of that, right? And they said that th- they said that this distance learning is going to be so difficult for these kids. For the first two weeks that they're back in school, no coach can have contact with them. They said, we encourage you guys to practice, to get your practices in, to do your distance practicing, your social distance practicing. Every kid starts their online class at 8 o'clock. If they are not there, and their excuse is, I had practice in the morning, his words, don't, I don't want to talk to you about that. I don't know how all the other coaches took that as, I took it as, don't get your ass fired. Yeah. Because I'm not having that conversation, I'm just let you go. I'm going to help you out. I'm not going to have a conversation. You're going to be talking to the dude that runs the school. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be letting you know that your services are no longer needed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is going to be such a change for them, dog. Like, one of the seniors, one of the seniors on my basketball team sent me her senior uh, letter that she was going to read to all the kids and stuff at the banquet. Because she was like, we didn't get the chance to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, regular things. Think about how much we look forward to our graduation, bro. Yeah. That's a milestone in your life. You work this whole time to be celebrated for all that you've done at this institution for this amount of time. Sometimes you celebrate with your friends. You're going to do whatever you're going to do. Ripped away from you. Matter of fact, don't go near nobody. Some don't go near got, nobody. You might die. Some kids validate their whole childhood off of graduating. That's facts. For some people, it's a big, it's a big milestone in a family. Mm-hmm. You might be the first one that had done this. Mm-hmm. Or one of very few. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or like the, the, the one of the girls on my team that was a senior, it's, it's nothing. Everybody in her family has a degree. You know what I'm saying? This is just part of the road. 
But it is something they stop and celebrate. She's a basketball player. She want to be celebrated for her basketball. You know what I'm saying? And her thing was, I don't get to celebrate with these people that I may not know. Some of them I'm never going to see again. This is a small town. I grew up with these people from knee high. And now we're all about to graduate, go do our own thing. She's taken off to school. You know what I'm saying? It's like so much has been taken away. Like, and <laughs> I don't know, it just makes me bad. Like, hey, hey, but we got to get, the, we got to vote because we got to get somebody in here who knows what to do or at least got a better idea than this motherfucker. It's just, it just, it just don't make sense. That's what, that's what I've been telling people. Are you telling me that you don't think you could do a better job than him? I know I could because I'm going to listen. LBJ for president? No. <laughs> no. Oh. But I'm just kidding. Like politicians be the politician. I'm just kidding. Well, let's let's get the right ones in there. Let's let's definitely not get a, a reality TV star. <laughs> like what? I don't need. I don't even expect him. To, I just. I don't expect him to incite hate because I wouldn't expect that from any other president. But I don't. I I never expect him to do well. I didn't think he was gonna do good. I don't think that that's a job where you can do good. The people are always going to be mad, but you can't do this bad. The fact that people actually still follow and listen to him is annoying, bro. <laughs> it's highly annoying. I leaned you right into my story about Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse, people that don't know, that don't know Jesse like that, this nigga Jesse is like one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. Like, oh my. Super cool. Always down the ride. He don't never really get too high or low about nothing. Don't really offer opinions unless you ask him. He just be chill. <laughs> don't really. I don't care, bro. It's I don't care. It's chill. It's whatever, it's bro. We could do it. But he's not good with being annoyed. If you annoy him, that's when he's for sure gonna speak up. I know you don't know what I'm about to get into. I have no idea what he's talking <laughs> about right now. No, I don't either. <laughs> so senior year, and it's not even really a big story like that, but it, it sticks out to my mind because I was like, it's not you, but it's you though. So we said senior year, we standing there. No, it might have been junior year because I think the, the situation that happened was with a senior. I think it was junior year. We're standing in our little area, which was kind of like central at the school. Like everybody kind of had to walk past our area. Facts. And it was not too far away from like, so we, it wasn't many black people. And we were like the, the popular black people. <laughs> And there was a lot of Mexicans and white white people, but the, like the popular white people were the ASB and the athletes, just like kind of on our side, the athletes, and you know. And so we're not, and we didn't hang hang out too far away from like the popular like white people, right? <laughs> all, the pop, all the popular people hung out in, in right. the general area. Like, it was like we, a black tree, and then it was like there, like yeah. it was like a little wall, and then and everybody else. Wall, and they had their, no, it was no division. Everybody was cool. But like this is our group, this is our group, and we kind of politics. Hey, you've been in high school, you know how it busts down. Right, Stop I, I playing. That right. was we had the black tree, the white tree over there, the, the SJs hang out over yeah. there. Yeah, but everybody it. was cool talking. But we been, mingled, but now nah, for the most part. And if you never been, if you black, and if you was on some other stuff, you was on the other side of the school. And if you black and have only been to predominantly black schools, you wouldn't know what we talking about about the black tree. But it was like that, like we was. All but it's the same thing with the golf kids, or the you know what I mean. So, but anyway. I don't remember his first name, but his last name was Beck. His last name was Ben. Well, Glenn does sound familiar. I don't know, but his, his last name was Beck. Um, and I remember because I was standing next to you. And I don't remember exactly what we're talking about, but I seen him because he was reaching around me. And whatever you were talking about, you're super engaged with. Mm -hmm. And like you're talking, and he keeps like flicking your ear. And the first one, you just kind of like just showed it real quick and like got him out of there and you just kept talking. 
and then it happened again, and you kind of like, you kind of like looked, and you kept talking, and it was like you saw who did it, but you wasn't really tripping. Like people, people do that. Like it's kind of annoying, but I don't know why this nigga's doing it, but whatever. <laughs> no. And then the third time he did it, what you, you had, you had one of the muskets in your hand already rolled up for whatever reason. Remember mm-hmm. the newspaper, the, the musket. Yeah, our our school newspaper was called the musket. Was the Patriot? Our school newspaper was called the musket. Jesse already had one rolled up in his hand, so it had to be a Friday. Um, and he did it again. Respect. And I remember you just stepped around me, and this dude Jesse cocked back from back here. <laughs> Boom! Just unleashed on the back of this dude's neck, right? And he wasn't like a tough guy. The dude that he hit wasn't a tough guy, but he wasn't small though. He was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just remember like looking in Jesse's face, and I remember your face looked like, I don't really want to fight, but that shit was annoying. I had to do something. We could do whatever you, you want to do now. Yeah. I just took a big step back. And I'm here now. Him, like, like, all right, bro. Like, I, I try to get you out of here with this. Like, now we here. Like, what you? Yeah, yeah. What do? you want to do? It done made me mad. <laughs> I remember thinking like Jesse kind of wilder, but he's not wild like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the chillest dude, but don't annoy him though. Yeah. Matter of fact, I know another time that I don't get you, and it sticks out to me too. It's super small, but it always sticks out to me. Because I remember when I anyway, let me tell the story. So you at our house mm-hmm. um, on Sandalwood. Um, I'm standing by the counter, and you're sitting at the table, and we had just came back in from outside, and I'm drinking. Some water, some Gatorade, or something, and I'm drinking. I'm mad hot and mad thirsty, and I'm at mad uh, dramatic. I'm, <laughs> I'm mad dramatic <laughs> how I'm drinking it, right? And Jesse sat in there, and I remember he t- like never said a word, but just turned and was like. <laughs> and I remember like I just stopped and was like, "Damn, my bad." And at first, for a minute, I was like, "Nigga, I'm in my house. I drink this half round bowl." But then I was thinking like. Nah, that was me. I'd have been like, nah, that's, that's, my, that's my bag. That's my bag. I'd much rather change the energy in there than say anything. Mm-hmm. That's my bag. Somebody do something, I'll just be... <laughs> <sighs> mm-hmm. I do that when we play the game. Somebody yeah, blows it up. Like, again, I would have said his whole face said, I want to tell you to shut the hell up, but you in your house, so I'm going to just look at you. Like, look, what are you doing? <laughs> you're like, not that thirsty. Exactly. Exactly. Like, bro, you're just no You've had a drink before. <laughs> you're going to have one of the kids. just trying to do that to make mess. I was probably He thought that was his last drink. He thought that was his last drink. Oh, no. Before I, well, I'm not gonna forget. I know the story. I just remember it was my bad. I remember I don't remember what that happened in, but I remember having that ne- uh, the musket in my hand, and then after I smacked that dude, that newspaper wad was bent backwards, and that's all I remember. That's all I remember because I remember that newspaper because I didn't even pick up the musket. Like I never read that shit. Was, I'm that always that type, bro. Whenever like something is like not even always, I'm always like looking at people. Always catch me like, bro, like why are you looking at me? Mm-hmm. But I'm always looking at people's faces just to see how they because. That can tell you, even people don't oh, speak, yeah. this can tell you how oh, people yeah. feel about a situation. So I'm always like looking at people's faces and when like after he like turned and like and like saw you do that, he looked at you like, fam, yeah. I wanna fight you, but that shit hurt. You I got wish. a lot of aggression in you right now. Yeah. I don't know if we want to do that. That's what I'm saying. And if I get it there, then yeah, I'm already ready. Yeah, I'm like, already turned up. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't damn near hit you already, because I don't believe in that. Like I don't put my hands on nobody. I'm not that type of guy. I try to Stay cool, calm, and collected. Like, that shit. Stick <laughs> <laughs> thinking Jesse Wall. I'll never forget this Jesse Wall dude does like that. Only I would. We played an adult league game, right? And this dude kept fouling me, bro. Like, he kept. And it was, like, stuff to where, like, like this, where it's no big deal. But it's like, and you're not stopping me from doing what I'm doing. But like, fam, it's just annoying. Just slide your feet. Stop touching me. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Switch. And he did one to where like I'm dribbling, and he one of the ones where he reached hella bad, and his like his shoulder came like mad close to my head, and I had to like move and like like lose the ball, and the ref like caught the foul, and so right after the ref called the foul, like I grabbed the ball and like threw it at the dude's head, right? Oh my goodness! <laughs> right, and then like and, and to keep it real, like I wanted him to do something back, so it could be like a Mike wanted to fight like, right stop. there on the court. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to fight right there on the court. Exactly. We know. And then after. <laughs> game right and then like I think Trey, Trey was like no nah, he could have he could have hurt Mike doing that he could have hurt I was like fam like I was like Jesse would you have done that shit he was like hell no I would have never done that nigga you threw the ball at his head in the middle of the game <laughs> <laughs> and I just knew he was going to co-sign he was like fam no <laughs> why would you do that yeah, don't do that. But I remember that we was in the game. I was all about it, but I was in my back of my yeah, mind. I was like, course. "There's no yeah. way I would have done yeah, that." Because you didn't, look, you didn't look like you felt like it was a bad idea when I did it. I remember I threw the ball and I looked at him, and you start walking closer. I'm like, "Okay, fam, I got, I need Trey to walk up." And I'm like, "Okay, Jesse for walk up. Lashawn may or may not. I don't know, but I know Jesse gonna walk up." Because you picked it like the ball wasn't even in your hands. Like you picked it up and then threw it at him. Because like I said, he reached mm-hmm. and he almost hit me. So I like bumped like, you. You had to let the and ball the go. Yeah. Foul, it was right? balls like, like bouncing away. Like, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, man. But I saw, I but I also saw that I saw him getting in your head, and that's why I didn't think that you'd do that. That's why I was like, nah, I wouldn't have done that because I wouldn't have let him get get me like that. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. That's valid. <laughs> so my story that I should have told about our guest last week, Joe. So in so in high school, dudes felt like they was pretty fast. Like facts on facts. I know I felt like I felt like there's there's not five people in this city faster than me, fam. At one point I felt like, come on, Dougie. Yeah. I got I got wheels, bro. Right? So we on the track team, me, Joe. Y'all didn't run track, but me and Joe's on the track team. I was not probably. I was the best 400 runner on the team. Right? Joe was in that top group. Mm. I'm not going to hold you. Right? Like, y'all know y'all know about Evan Perkins. He had the wheels. Andrew Huerta, he had the wheels. Mm-hmm. Like, our team was, we were fast. It wasn't the four by one team. It wasn't, it was the sprint medley team. Mm-hmm. You don't run that at every event. You only run the sprint medley at the big state runs mm-hmm. right at the big state meets so we're at the bronco invitational bro teams from all over the country are here yeah. and they have the frost soft sprint melody and you got to pretty much put your team in before this. they have to know you have a team for this mm-hmm. right the sprint melody is they take all the sprints they make it a baton race and then you see who has the fastest sprint team for the youngest dudes in the country mm-hmm. right the freshmen and the sophomores mm-hmm. every team is not represented here not every school in America, but you, when you know Texas is a fast state, when you know when them Southern boys is there, you know you're in the right company, mm-hmm. right? Te- like I said, the Southern boys is there, the Texas boys is there. We the, like it's here in Cali, so you know that all the Cali schools from out here is there, right? Turning up in the sun. Yeah. So how it goes is the first runner runs a hundred, they pass the baton to the uh, two hundred runner, then the three, and then the last dude runs a four, and mm-hmm. ends the race where it started. Mm-hmm. Right? There's two heats. You run one heat, second heat, and then you have the the sprint, the, the last heat, mm-hmm. right? So we're in the second heat and we see the teams, we're like, fam, 
we got we got this. Yeah. We're we're beating all those dudes. We're the time, they're not gonna beat us. They're not gonna beat us. That first heat, they, they must have been like, okay, these are slow kids, right? Mm-hmm. They're good times, but we knew what we were up there. We knew we were up there because I ran one of the best times in the state for the 400. Evan was one of the fastest hundred runners in the state. Um, Andrew wasn't a wasn't a bad two wasn't a bad three hundred runner. You know what I'm saying? He was respectable. And Joe, like I said, was in our top group. Who was a good group for the four hundred, right? He was on our four by fourteen. So we run Andrew. Uh, um, no. Um, <clears throat> who started? Evan. Evan. Yeah. Evan. Yeah. I believe Evan. it went Evan, Andrew, me, you. Joe. Joe did the lap. He yeah. did the last one. Yeah. So Evan takes off. And he's neck and neck. 100 runners, them motherfuckers is fast. They got a different kind of speed. I can't get it up like that. No. Right? So they, they neck and neck. He's coming in. He's coming in. He's passing it to Andrew. He's running the two. Andrew starts pulling away a little bit. Evan's in the front of the 100 group, mm-hmm. right? Andrew starts pulling away. I'm a 400 runner. 300 is Nathan to me. I'm yeah. banging this out. Yeah. I'm, I get us in first place. Joe gets the baton. Good 400 runner. He's in front. The entire way. We're on the track running around with him. We're like, let's go, let's yeah, go. Right? Yeah, we're on the inside. We're run Evan's running across from where he finished his hundred. Joe's coming into the finish line. We're like, bro, this is a mo- this is a moment for us. This is a moment for Orange yeah, Glenn. School, yeah. This is a moment for Cali. Cause we don't beat these southern boys. Yeah. We don't beat them. Right? This is a moment, bro. Everybody on the field is acknowledging what's about to happen. We're running crazy. across the field. We're at the finish line, right? And it's a double line because there's a lot of races. Mm-hmm. You start some races a little bit up, some a little bit back. You don't want to dust off the line and not be a line there mm-hmm. towards the end of the day, right? So Joe knows where he has to end. We talked about it. Say it ain't We're so, on the Joe. inside of the track. Cheer Joe on. I want to say Andrew's running with him, and we're like, "Yes, let's go, let's go!" And he's got a he's got a solid lead, bro. Joe starts walking, and we're like, he starts gearing down. He's not walking yet, right? Yeah. He's gearing down, and we're like, "Let's go!" We're thinking, okay, he's about to gear down. He's gonna jog it in. He got enough time to do it, but you're trying to get the best time possible. You sprint yeah. through the line, right? Like, we're like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go!" He stops at the first line, and we're running over there. We go, Joe, no, go, keep going. He goes, yeah, steps off the track, disqualifies us, bro. Never crossed the finish line. Y'all heard that, but, Mm. bro, every time, every time I'm with him and Nadal, one, Nadal's terrible speeches comes up, the terrible basketball speeches comes up, and that story comes up, bro. I still to this day give him shit about it. It's long gone. It's high school shit. It's over with. But I give him shit about it when I got to bring bring the homie back down. And I cannot believe, because he had to get out of here and stuff. I guess I was rushed. I cannot believe that I forgot to tell that story when he was here. Yeah. Joe, I still hold that against you, my G. Yeah, <laughs> Lovingly. <laughs> Lovingly. <laughs> but uh, nah, bro. We were the fastest dudes for our age in the country that year, as far as I'm concerned. And there's no proof. <laughs> there's no proof, bro. Bro, I was telling people, bro, I'm faster than everybody you know. And I was about to prove it. But you stole that from me, bro. <laughs> you stole that from me, my yeah, boy. Bro. It's like the dog stole our upset win. Oh, oh my, my God. About to beat the number one team in our division. Matter of fact, if Nadal ever comes to the podcast, we'll save that story for when he's here. We'll humiliate him in person. 
Oh, he's gonna take that. On he's gonna. Shit. Yeah, he don't know that conversation. You know, with you know me. what he was telling me uh, last it's week because he came me. to he came to Joe's um him and his wife ceremony. He was telling he was telling his girl he had his girl there. He was telling his girl how we used to love his speeches. Are we used to love his speeches? I told him. I I told his girls. I, I hey, look 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 look. This is all in his head. He used to love giving them. Yes. No no no. And that's what I said. <laughs> he used to love giving us those speeches. I was like Brian would be actively holding back laughter. Jesse would have his head down, probably deep sigh. I'm outright laughing. I would always be cringing. I'm yeah, like, and Mike's in the corner like, oh my God, he's like really doing, doing this. To embarrass himself, I feel like it's embarrassing me too. Yeah. yeah. Why do you do that to us? Mm? Yeah. Just give me hard for two minutes. I won't let us lose. Shut up, dog. We just try to get on the Family, down, family, real. we're about to play against Tyrone Shelley. I'm going to help you out. We're going to try our hardest. <laughs> <laughs> We better. We oh, we're better. gonna get embarrassed. <laughs> but hey, man, he's sixteen. I don't know what we ain't got. Do it on our team over six foot. <laughs> he's gonna get banged on a lot tonight. What you want me to do? Uh, but he was trying to tell. He was like, "Man, those speeches got us." So I was like, "Any game that we won, we gutted out." He said like that, that got us. I was, like, like, I was like, "That did not get us over." He got the us through our tough times. Yeah, no, right. I was like, bro. "Bro, we were laughing." He was like, "You loved him at the time." I was like, "No, bro. This is not hindsight." I used to tell you before we walk in there. Don't address the team, fam. Don't nobody needs your speeches, bro. Nobody's listening to your speeches. Coach would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave you to the captain." Remember we go the, out, we just be like, "Yo, let's get it together." Ah, 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 hit the was court. that the Sampa squad Can't game where he was banging his head on the uh, locker room? And I told I told y'all to let him go because this I yeah don't. yeah because after squad. that at game home. Yeah, at after home. that game, bro, you can do what you want to do to yourself, <laughs> family. You <laughs> you wild in the day. Home down the door, it's okay. It's like, just, it's like, no, let him do that. Let him be mad. Uh, Close the game. Facts. Backdoor, Paul. Backdoor you. Man, because I'm out here playing tough defense on the perimeter. And I'm like, okay, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi. And now I'm like, okay, I got to turn around and I got to see where the ball is. Oh, let me, let me frame see, this for anybody listening. I, yeah, we got to tell this. Let me, let me frame this for anybody hot, listening. <laughs> Right. I, I don't know when he's going to be here, man. That's I'm going to keep it a bean. That's we'll fine. wait. I'm keep it a bean. Hey, but remember, y'all remember when, I, uh, when uh, the cops rolled up and the dude was like, black arm all the way out the window. That's it. How much time we got? Hey, that'd be a good way to leave. Give him something to hang on to. I ain't going to forget that story. Bruh. We got an hour 15. I guess we got 15 more minutes. Or we can end it. You don't mind. You want to end it? Nah, let's end it. We told a couple stories. Let's end it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that that's a story. Arm all the way out. The I want to help tell that story because that I, was I a could, black privilege too. I could do for sure. Mm-hmm. I could do the I could do the back end of that story real well. Do the back end of that story real well. Yeah, we, we'll I'll start it off. My, well, my where my story leads off, everybody else picks up. Right, right, and I and I like I said, I know the whole back end of that story. Mm-hmm. Like, verbatim, like I can see it happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll leave it right there, and that'll be good. That'll be a, a good way to do a. Episode 60. I was also wondering, like, is 60 a number that we should try to celebrate? 50 for sure was. I don't know if 60 is. Nah. It's a nice round number, but it's not nothing to celebrate. I think 100. 75 then 100. Hold off. I I personally think 100 is the next one. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. We'll see. But we're not doing nothing for 60. We got that established. Nothing for 60. All right. Family Room Podcast, episode 59. I'm Mike Rome. Stefan Rome. Jesse Williams. Been another episode, man, another conversation. The rest of murders of Brianna Taylor. Rest officers that killed Brianna Taylor.
Jacob Blake, we rocking with you, brother. Say their name. We appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. We out.